0: I found seven hidden ingredients I believe the Apostle Paul included when he shared the gospel. Let's see how many of these are present and active in your daily life and in your ministry. Welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smuen, and I'm excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 56. We're in Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6 today in our question-based Bible study and devotional. Now, when I read this passage, I asked the question, what in the world was Paul's main point here? And as I looked at that, these seven things just kind of jumped off the page at me. Now, we're going to go through the first few pretty quickly because I want to get to number 7 because it might be a revelation. Colossians 4.2 says this, Continue steadfastly in prayer, watching therein with thanksgiving. So the first ingredient is prayer. And I don't want to minimize the importance of prayer just by mentioning it and moving on. But we have to get to number seven because it is something very, very profound. And I think it's missing in a lot of our lives. So prayer is the base. It's the foundational conversation that we have with our Heavenly Father where we ask and receive information. Now, it's important to understand that prayer is a conversation. Yes, we do ask. Yes, we do express. But we also have to listen. If we're not listening, then we're not going to receive the instructions that we need when we need them to be able to effectively share the gospel. The second ingredient is thanksgiving. And we should be giving thanks for what the Lord has done for what Jesus has done in our lives, but also for what he's about to do. Now, this is an extension of our faith because we're thanking him for what he's going to do, not just what he has already done. That's important. And we may have to come back to this one in another video because this is an entire message in and of itself. Prayer and thanksgiving, extending your faith by giving thanks in advance. right now we're on a journey to number seven so let's keep moving the third ingredient is asking and watching for the lord to open doors before us now this one is an absolutely huge issue i think sometimes it gets overlooked but it's vitally important that we're not just asking but that we are looking and we're expecting the lord jesus to open doors before us so that we can effectively Share the gospel. Listen to what verse 3 says. Praying together for us also that God may open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Paul is asking the church at Colossae to pray for him that the Father would open doors before him so that he could share the mystery of Christ. That's the gospel, the mystery of Christ. This tells me that Paul was actively looking for open doors that he could go through to share the gospel. Now, what about us? Are we actively looking for opportunities that the Father may open for us so that we can share the gospel? Are we looking and watching for where the Holy Spirit is moving in someone's life? Maybe it's when we're going to the grocery store Are we looking for that opportunity? Are we asking the Holy Spirit to give us the prompting? Are we listening for the Holy Spirit to say, hey, that person needs prayer. Hey, that person is ready. It's about us actively, intentionally looking for those open doors that people are praying for. Pressing on to number seven, we have four, which is being prepared to preach the gospel, to share Jesus, no matter what the cost to us. Did you notice in that verse that it's because of the gospel that Paul was in bonds? Now, the reality is you and I, we may not go to jail for talking about Jesus. We may not go to jail for reading the scripture publicly or preaching the good news, but we can be rejected. We can be insulted. We can be ridiculed. People can make fun of us. There's all kinds of stuff that can happen. And I don't know about you, but that has happened in my life. I have been rejected. I have been ridiculed. I have been bullied a little bit, if you will. And, and maybe not big persecution, but I've had a little bit. What about you? Does that hinder you or slow you down or keep you from sharing the gospel? It shouldn't. The good news is what sets people free. And the value of that good news is worth any personal cost that we have in sharing it fifth presentation is important so how am i doing in the presentation you can make a comment there if you'd like listen to verse number four and let's see what the scripture says that i may reveal it as i ought to speak how we share may need to be adapted for the audience that we're speaking to this doesn't mean compromising the message it means using wisdom and discerning how do we speak to this person or to this group of people, it's important that we take into consideration who we're talking to and we speak in a way that they can receive, that they can hear not just our words, but what's in our heart. Paul was a master at this. If you look at the Scripture and you think about the different places that he traveled the people that he encountered, the cultures that he encountered. He didn't compromise the message, but he adapted how he was sharing the message and how he was presenting the material so that they could hear what the message was. That is really important for us. Don't compromise the word. Don't compromise the message, but adapt your ability to present. Change when you need to. Grow, learn, develop new skills. It's a challenge, but you can do it. Number six, make sure your lifestyle matches what you're preaching. Now, I could get on a soapbox right here. The preacher inside of me wants to come out, but I'm not going to do that. All I'm going to say is make sure your lifestyle matches what you're preaching. Listen to what Paul says in verse five. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Bottom line, hypocrisy destroys your message. If you're not living what you're speaking and preaching, then there's an inconsistency there and people will see it. you also got to take into consideration that sin will hinder you from being a vessel of the Holy Spirit and speaking what He wants you to So our personal lives, how we live our life is really important. And we need to make sure that how we're living our life matches what the scripture says, that we're doing what Jesus wants us to do, not just preaching and sharing the gospel, but loving people, loving each other, loving the Lord with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength, with everything in us. Our lifestyle matters. Ouch, that one hurt a little bit, didn't it? Well, the reality is it's hard, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to transform us into who he wants us to be, into that holy vessel that he wants to use to reach the world. Hey, if you're enjoying this study in Colossians, hit subscribe and hit the notification so that you can be part of our next study. Let's move on to number 7 and see if it's a revelation. Number 7 is this: We need to speak with grace, seasoned by salt. What does that even mean? Colossians 4, 6 states this, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Speaking with grace means that we speak with goodwill, with kindness, with patience, with wisdom, and with skill. Using foul language, belittling, or intentionally Offending people isn't speaking with grace Speaking with grace really helps the other person to hear our hearts Not just the words that are coming out of our mouth If we want to be effective in sharing the gospel We have to really work on this so that people hear our hearts Not just the words that are coming out Because they can take offense very easily If we're harsh, if we're critical Or if we're just trying to get under their skin How's your speech? Is it gracious towards others, or are you offensive? Paul also tells us to season our conversation with salt. So salt can be a preservative, it can be a seasoning, and it can be medicinal. Did you know that salt can help clean out a wound? Salt can help with dehydration. There's a lot of things that salt does. In this context, it can also be a metaphor for prudence. I think that Paul is telling us to speak in a way that people can hear, grace. But to include what people need to hear, salt. Include things that'll be like seasoning, that draw people because of the flavor, that that there's something that's appealing. That's what a seasoning does. It makes the food just a little more appealing. So if we include those type of things, it will help draw people. This could be things like the benefits of forgiveness or the wonders of heaven. Seasoned with salt may be including things that help heal people's wounds, their broken hearts, or it may be including things that answer their questions or quench their thirst. However, if you've ever had salt get in an open wound, it stings. The truth is this, sometimes when we're sharing what people need to cleanse a wound or heal a heart, it's harsh, it's hard for them to hear, Sometimes it stings. When you find out that your sin is separating you from God, that's hard to hear. We need to keep that in mind. We need to speak our words of truth in love so that people can hear and understand that sometimes, just like salt and wound, that hurts. So don't get offended if they react negatively right up front. Be patient with people. Have lots of grace. Season your conversation with salt, but have lots of grace and understand that when they first react, it may just be a reaction. It may not be their rejection of what you're saying or rejection of the gospel. It may just be really difficult for them. So pour on the grace, season it with salt, and let the Holy Spirit work in that person's life. Salt can also be a preservative. It preserves food, right? Most of us know that. In this context, I think that we need to be mindful that that salt can counter deceptions and protect the truth in someone's heart. Is your speech full of grace and seasoned with salt? Next week, we're going to look at some of the people Paul mentions in Colossians chapter 4, verses 7 through 18. So tune in for next time. God bless you.